Hello, Upright Citizens. Bob DeBoo here with Ruben Rogers. Hey, Ruben, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good, Mr. Bob DeBoo. I'm good, Mr. Good. Bob I know DeBoo. you love when I set up our episodes like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always great to see you. We're here again on Zoom. We've done one of these in person, but here we are again all over the world as Ruben travels and does everything. He's still checking in. We're still doing, making Upright Citizens episodes, and I, I love it. So big thank you for always sharing your advice and your opinions and just being effortlessly cool That's is right, one way that, that one of our <laughs> listeners has, has described you on our podcast. And speaking of that, we're doing this particular episode as a result of a listener request. Um, actually, a couple people were hitting me up recently and uh, asking for advice uh, regarding buying a base. Say mm. if you're transferring over from electric bass, maybe you played electric bass or a, a different instrument entirely, or you're just getting into music. We wanted to just, you know, kind of give our thoughts and opinions on the bass buying situation. Right. And so maybe we could start by just, you know, talking about our first bass purchase right. situations. Well, Can I go first? Because mine is like, it's yeah, super basic. Yeah, you should. But... I'd like to hear it, please, sir. <laughs> Go ahead. So uh, it would, the year was 1997. Um, <laughs> getting, all, getting all wispy over here. I grew up in Fort Worth, which is not a small town or city or whatnot, but um, there was not a lot of great bass shop options or string shop options at the time. And of course, this was like, there's not YouTube or a bunch of online guides and advice to things like that. But I did find Lemur Music out in California, mm. which had which was the specialty bass shop. I used to just get their little booklets and things like that and go, oh, I want that, I want that, I want that, you know. And they're um, still, they're had, still around to the today, as They're right? still doing great they're business, absolutely. So yep. shout out to Lemur Music, Definitely. San Juan Capistrano, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, so I had finally... Um, gotten to the situation where we had funds to buy an, a, an upright base, which obviously the cost is very, that's the first thing that comes up to most people's in, in most conversations is the prohibitive cost because upright bases are generally more expensive than any so other. So when you say we, that was uh -huh. your family, that was you, that was you. Oh yeah, I was still living or? at home. Oh, yeah, still, okay. good point. Right. I was still living at home, still in high school. Oh, okay. um, All right. And uh, yeah, so we had a payment plan type of situation worked nice. out, things nice. like that. Nice. And uh, ended up buying this bass, sight unseen or unheard. It was a uh, Musima, 1997, and bought it through the mail and had this bass <laughs> shipped from California to Texas, which as I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, that is crazy. <laughs> um, but that is what happened indeed. And I'm sure they sold a lot of basses that way. Uh, it came in this gigantic box, uh -huh. super well padded. The bridge mm -hmm. was off. The strings were off, of course. But the sound post was like taped. Mm -hmm. in the right position and right. then i was on the phone it was like okay when the bass shows up call this number we'll help you set it up take the tape off the sound post make sure it's all situated right here's how you get the bridge set up there you go here's how you put the strings back on it put a little graphite you know little graphite in the uh, the wedges of the bridge you know what i'm talking about and the yeah. nut and uh and get it all set up that way but and then from there, I had an upright in hand. I guess so. I guess we should point out that for those who don't know anything about the makeup of a bass, there's there's mm. a you know there's a sound post, basically a piece of wood that goes from the back to the f to the front of mm. the bass, kind of like inside the, the body know, of the bass. It's a very mm -hmm. important piece, you know that mm -hmm. get, you know, given you know it being out of you know tension for a long time can can fall. Oh, and, and it can change the sound drastically. It can change the sound drastically. That's why they yeah. had it taped. 
mm-hmm. there's other things there's the bridge there's strings there's uh there's a space bar there's a lot of things that go into an upright bass that that you know you probably don't care about you won't know mm-hmm. when you first get the instrument uh the bridge yeah. of course and the sound post hopefully sound post i didn't know about until probably a year or two later i didn't know how important mm. it was till oh they, it goes deep too i mean people talk about like end pins being yes. made out of wood you know or being yeah. the, the spike versus the rubber and the tailpiece yeah. wires it, even you know it's it, it can it get really on. deep really fast for <laughs> you sure, know what for mean? sure but i think you know I mean, for you, you didn't. Did you care about any of that stuff? You said you set up, you got it set up, or you, someone helped you over the phone. Is that what you over said? Over the phone, exactly. Oh yeah, I was on a landline phone, uh, long distance at the time, and uh, yeah, just you know, like Pay seven, the seven, amazing seven, person seven on the other end. Minute. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you know, I didn't know any better, and I was just over the moon to have a, an instrument in hand. And as soon yeah. as it was set up, I didn't let it go for six months. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like this is incredible, you know. But uh, but that is a different type of bass buying situation. Yes, that's a than, very special. You know, there's situation. you know, there's a bunch of different ways to go about it. But. Yeah, I mean, uh, for myself, um, you know what? I'm trying to even remember exactly where I, I remember getting the instrument. I'm trying to remember if I bought it. No, I think I bought it from um, I bought it from a, a bass shop in Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, when I went to Berkeley, actually, um, I was playing electric bass most, you know, all those years before, and I had mm-hmm. dabbled in playing other people's instruments, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got some money together. Actually, my former band teacher, my high school band teacher, even when I was in high school, she got some money together because she believed in me and so so much in me, which is so cool. still to this day. <laughs> I can't believe she helped me out the way she did. Sent the money, and I was able to buy this instrument from the from the uh, local bass shop um, in Boston. And I got it, and I didn't really... I, I maybe it was because it was from a bass shop. It was already set up a, a decent kind of way. I, it didn't. I didn't really think about it. You know, mm-hmm. I just started playing, and right. uh, and I was just did happy you, to did, have had you played a lot of different, by that time, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt. Did you play a lot of different basses in the shop? Did you try out a bunch of different instruments and landed? I in think this? I uh, well, okay, right? I only had a couple basses that were in my price range. So ah, yes, there we go. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I was able to play. I think two or three bassists, um, and I think. Sorry, two or three bases. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, it's funny. It's weird. Um, my daughter gives me crap about this. I, she says she's always asked me about my childhood. I was like, I don't remember. Actually, I don't remember a lot. <laughs> so uh, even so right long. now, I'm like, uh, I don't remember actually the process. But I do remember um, probably resonating, uh, or at least the space resonated with me a certain kind of. It was it was a K bass. Hmm. Um, had a you know a nice punchy sound and. Yeah, and as I said, it was affordable, and I didn't know what to look for in an instrument at that time. You know what yes. I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have. I had a teacher, but not a teacher enough that was going to take me to the to a to a shop or anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, so really, I just gravitated towards this instrument. I started playing it a lot. You know, um, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know what I liked in the instrument until many years went by. To tell you Same the truth, here. like that instrument, definitely. You know had very high action actually pretty high action mm. um I, but i didn't realize that. i thought that was just normal you know what i mean yeah so sure. um I, I, so i just was cool with playing with it and i didn't care about it i was just so focused on just trying to musically Oof. figure out how to play it you know what i mean and yes you know uh, unfortunately i wasn't you know 
paying enough attention to the technical side of what a teacher or two were telling me. I would tell was telling me I, I would I should have put more time and effort into that. I'll be a much better player today. But <laughs> come on. But you know you live and you learn. You know. Sure. Absolutely. But uh, I, but I've I've heard the gamut of 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 ways to do it. I mean, later on, as I started to get more instruments, I was able to even take two or three instruments home. I think about uh, yeah. it now. I mean, this is as mm -hmm. I got professional, <laughs> became a professional bassist. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I I took two. I remember taking two bases home actually i took two bases to a recording session one time and recorded wow. on them i actually record record and said oh yeah after you know and picking one of them for what i heard on the recording <laughs> you did that on the record i did do oh that. that's baller yeah. man the bases you were just borrowing from a base to check out to, to test oh man that's cool yeah so <laughs> i mean it, it ran the gamut but but here's the thing though i knew what i was looking for in an instrument by then Sure. You know, it didn't matter yeah. earlier on. And as it probably didn't matter for you. I mean, once you just you once you got that bass set up, you would mm -hmm. just, you just played you just and just play played. You know? Exactly. What would you but now, what do you think is the turning point to to you know in um in in it all for you to 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 know what you wanted to do as you went on uh, uh I was just gonna say we should give some perspective at this point because we just gave our first, you know, initial buying situation and this happens with most bassists when they're buying their first instrument. It's like buying your first car, perhaps, you know? Yes. It's it's daunting, the price, the you know, like the thinking about transportation, thinking about everything else, you know, like how do you get this instrument around? There's a lot of other things that you just mm -hmm. have to figure out initially that little learning curve of i guess being a base owner or whatnot but we should probably share what we would look for these days yes you know or things to note. and one thing that you mentioned as far as uh testing the bases or being able to take them with you and play on them for a little while that is something that i've found most string shops have zero problem with especially if you have yes. a relationship with the string shop or a particular luthier if you go in and even before that if you're interested in buying an upright bass, go find your string shops. Go find anywhere where you can find a bass. Yes. Play on as many of them as possible. Uh, play on all your friends' basses, of course. Mm -hmm. If you find something that you like, try to figure out why you like that. Is the neck width a certain way? Is it a D neck, E flat? Is the body of the bass too big for you, perhaps? Yep. Like I'm not like I'm not a very big person, so if I pulled up a, a full size bass, I usually have trouble making that work. Yep. You know what I mean? Same here. So uh, Same here. most common most common bases are three quarter size. Yes. Um, so that's a thing to think about too. Um, the bases are usually set up, you know, they, there's the conversation about an instrument being set up for orchestra or being set up for jazz, and I always thought that was kind of weird. Right. Um, uh, personally, there's you know, and we can talk more about that too. There's also the whole bevel situation on the fingerboards. Yes. If you like that, where it, it's you know coming off on the E side, the type of wood, the type of projection. Is it a dark sounding bass, light sounding bass, loud? Yeah, a little bit more inviting. Do you know? There's all these factors, but so much of that sound and sonic qualities can really change when you get in um, and you start maybe talking with the luthier about like different setups, different placements of the sound post, different placement of the bridge clearly different strings let's not even talk about pickups you know yes. but there's just you know what other type of things will we be looking for play as many bases as possible i would these days perhaps recommend record yes like like what you did when you went to the studio but right. i mean everybody has a, a recording device in their pockets these exactly days. so just set it up and play for a little while listen back even just that will have a different you'll have a different perspective 
on what you're hearing from the instrument, even though it's, you know, not ideal. It's not your ears, you know. All you just but, said um, is so poignant. Everything you just said is poignant. We could end the podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> right but but the main thing that you did say is uh, in this day and age, there's usually a stone store in any decent, you know, size city, a mm -hmm. luthier or a string shop that will be able to guide you in a certain kind of way. You know, yeah. I always like to say it's... You know, as teachers, as educators, where where you know, our opinions go as far as our experience usually, or sure. or are reflective of our experiences, I should say, because mm -hmm. um, you know they are very. Per it's a personal thing. Our sound, our instrument, and that Definitely. can be a sometimes can be a detriment to what we spew to our students sometimes so what i'm because trying to say so i'm personal. not saying it's not a bad thing to yeah. to ask you want to you want to get advice from someone you trust and who knows your development or whatever but as far as in um buying your first instrument i think it's i, I figure go to a, a a person who has a a wide range of experience of dealing with different different people's playings different instruments which would usually be a string shop or or whatever i mean there's so many resources out there but even if it takes like an hour or two to to drive to somewhere that that's reputable it's worth it because usually it's, it's a serious um investment that you get into buying an upright base i think it's huge 100%. it's costly you know what i mean don't take that you know lightly I let's think. talk about that for a minute you know? what about the cost like there's there's financing usually available right that's right. one of the bigger things that that is uh, you know people can't get their minds past that usually it's like right. okay where's my price range you should have a price range in mind yeah financially you should of course be like that but then it doesn't mean that you need to show up with like ten thousand dollars in no. cash to buy no. a base so don't you know like get some awareness for that too like there I'm, are I'm gonna to say this happen. I'm gonna say this 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 is this is a rabbit hole probably right but sure <laughs> How much do you but do you remember what you what you bought your base for in ninety seven? Initially? Yeah, it was six thousand dollars. That that that's a that's a Which pricey was high. Base. It was a carved base. It was a carved instrument. It was a high end student model base with a nice pickup on it. Um, See? so okay, so nice carved. Can you explain carved? Because carved instead of a plywood base. My base was a plywood base. Sure. Right? Yeah. Not uh -huh. fully carved. So can you know, put together pieces of wood. Um my base was fifteen hundred. Crazy. Right? That's what I paid. That's what I paid for the base that I have now. Exactly. Which is, which is super crazy. Yeah. So price is not always price isn't the answer. Thing. my next my next instrument instrument that I've recorded over two hundred records with thirty five hundred dollars. Crazy. Right. Crazy. It wasn't in great shape when I got it. I put maybe fifteen to two thousand dollars in. So maybe in the end it was four five around the time what you bought your base. Yeah. But it's 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 easily maybe a twelve thirteen thousand dollar base. You know. Yeah. Um. And uh, it's that the base price thing can run the gamut. I mean, I've heard crazy things, you know, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Taking out mortgage for $60,000 bases and up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But when you're buying your first instrument, I don't think you need to buy a, a, high, a high, what you call a higher pedigree instrument. I think. Yes. You know what Definitely. I mean? I think in this day, and because it's fresh, because I just bought an instrument. It's a, it's a, it was a, um, what you call a hybrid base it was some of it was carved some of it was was, mm -hmm. was plywood uh mm -hmm. for about thirty five hundred dollars for this just performing arts center in in the virgin islands 
Mm. I think it was a Shen base, I think it's called. They make I bought bases. it for about, I think it was $3,500. I can't remember exactly. Um, but I think that's the going rate right there. You can get a very good instrument or even between two and 35. I think because before it used to be between 1,000 and 2,000, maybe 20 years ago. Of course, with inflation and all that, I think a pretty good instrument could run two to $3,500 and you good. Probably with the case and all of that. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, um, yep. but I think the main thing you want to know is, you know, have a bass, get a, a decent decent bass, a decent bow. Hopefully, you, yes. you, you've made the choice whether you want to do German or, or, or French. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe a pickup if you, you know, because of course you'll be having a gig like after two weeks of, of playing. Um, New bass uh, owner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't exactly. know. I don't know what else. Uh, a decent case, obviously. Maybe a wheel. Um, those are the basic things, you know. Some strings, maybe some light gauge strings so that you can work your way up and figure out what, you know, what feels good to you as time goes on. And when you, you know? buy that bass from that shop or wherever you end up, you know, if you buy it from an individual, that's a different matter. Like Definitely. the bass that I'm next to right now, I actually bought on Craigslist here in St. Louis, which is crazy. And then put money into it to make it what it is. Well, why and do you, why do you think now. it was crazy? Um, it was really cheap for probably how much it was worth. Um, just to, to find something on Craigslist, actually, that's the crazy part to me. But these days, I think at the time, I was just not used to seeing a quality upright instrument on, right. on, on a website like Craigslist. You see like- Well, here's the thing. I think it's it, that's a great resource because maybe it's a personal instrument and you're getting the personality from the other person. You don't uh, have anything to gauge from. So if you're getting a deal, great. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and, and, and why not? You know, I, I think yeah. using that resource is good. And there's more, obviously, more online resources. Talkbase.com has a big place to go and check out instruments. There's so many videos on YouTube now. Yeah. Even from, you know, like uh, Master Luthiers like David Gage, where he's showing you setup situations and how to take care of your bass. Nice. So go check that stuff out as well, because yes. the more we know about our instruments, the more we can get comfortable kind of finagling them and making them sound a little bit more like what we're looking for. But I was going to say too, uh, with your, when you do bring home that bass, go see your teacher. <laughs> you know, if Hello. the teacher's not been there with you to check out the bass, which I offer that, you know, with my students here in St. Louis, if they're looking at basses, I'll, sure, I'll go. I've done this a few times where I'll go and meet them and check out the instruments that they're looking at or just kind of give them in-person advice. Right. Um, because it is such a personal and kind of daunting type of thing. But talk to your teacher, make a good friendship with your luthier or your string shop, and you'll be golden. You know, yes. be good. There you go. Yeah. There you have it. Cool. So if y'all have any more questions about buying a bass, please don't hesitate to email Ruben Rogers at no, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. So send us <laughs> I don't care. Ruben Rogers at me dot com. R E There we go. B E N R O G E R S at me. That's M as in Mary E Emily dot com. I'm putting it out there. Ain't nobody Beautiful. Gonna email me. And and if you don't if you don't hear back from Ruben, email me, Bob at OpenStudioJazz.com, because we have to do a big shout out to Open Studio, who is sponsoring this podcast. Big up. Bass centric podcast. Go check out you'll hear it if you've not listened before for more jazz advice from Peter Martin and Adam Menace. But uh, I think that's all we have for today, Ruben. Yeah. Yeah, I think we vomited was... enough and I hope we were able to uh give some insight to our listeners who asked about that. And uh yeah, yeah. we look forward to hearing some more questions from our upright uh, 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 citizens. So, uh, yeah, and share your bass stories too, your first buying bass stories. We'd love to hear about that. So, all right, man. Excellent. All right, Ruben. Be well. Peace. Peace. See y'all soon.